Good evening. We apologise most sincerely to those of you who have bought this record under the impression that it was in any way connected with the television programme Monty Python's Flying Circus. This was due to an error in the printing stage of the album cover. This album is in fact called Pleasures of the Dance, a collection of Norwegian carpenter songs compiled by Oscar Tritt. <laughs> I'm Jason Klom, and this is the Comedy on Vinyl podcast. So, shitty rock music, shitty rock music, shitty rock music. Hi, what's the name of our improv group? Huh? Oh, we're... The Green Rooms? The Green Rooms. Hi, we're the Green Rooms. And rooms spelled with a Z. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, of course, of course. Go! Hi, everybody. This is the Comedy on Vinyl podcast, live from I.O. West. I'm your host, Jason Klom. Uh, with okay, me. So I'm sorry, you're going to have to leave. Okay. We have this room. Like this. Uh, and and now, now, ladies and gentlemen, oh, we outnumber the audience. Woo! Hey, that's not true. You're not supposed to announce that, Andy. Oh, I'm that, sorry. Andy. We Shit. don't outnumber the audience. You can sit in the audience if you want. And then, I'm part and then of the yell from. Okay, that's fine. Uh, my guests are from left to right. My left to right. Yours does not matter. Taylor Jessen, Fire Sign Theater's archivist. Yo, yo, yo. Yep, yep. Here we go. Andy Merrill. Hi. Jer- Jeremy Guskin. Hello. Yeah. James Rabaniak. Hi. And we are talking about another Monty Python record. 1971 is the year. Uh, Andy picked it, so Andy gets to go first. Why'd you pick it? Because it's got spam on it. All right. <laughs> that's a good enough reason for me. And that's... It does. Yes, please take <laughs> Spanish Inquisition... Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I you, could have picked a previous album. <laughs> <laughs> that had an argument clinic on it. I, I did this for you, and you don't have oh. any reason. That's fine. That's okay. That's absolutely fine. It, it's well, a, I'm going to do what I did last night, time and not talk and about it. And not talk Okay, that's fine. Yeah. I've, I have some... I'm talking uh, about every other album. Mm-hmm. I have some fascinating biographical data about this. Okay. It's actually true. So this is all from... All the, all the bits that you think you've heard on this album that were on Flying Circus were, and they were in season two, which was like recorded between June and October 1970, mm-hmm. and then broadcast between September and December 1970. So if you bought this album, you may have heard things before people actually saw the bits. Yeah, but that's bands in there, which was on the show, and Penguin on the TV set. Penguin mm-hmm. on the TV set. And, Telly. Uh, uh, the Piranha Brothers. Yeah, yeah, the yes. Piranha, yeah, the whole Piranha Brothers things, which is right. kind of weird to listen to without all the animation and the characters. <clears throat> and John plays in the dress. Even though the line is still there, and, yeah. he, and once more, knew how to shoot a female impersonator. And I mean, it's still there, <laughs> but it's weird not to see him do it. Mm-hmm. Um. So, just for the folks at home, we've got. Did you guys see this? Okay, so it's 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 a Beethoven album scratched out, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Ow, fuck! I just hit my funny bone. Uh, we're the funny. <laughs> we're the um, funny bones. Ironic. That gets funny bones always. with the Z. Yeah, we're the funny bones with the Z. Uh, <laughs> new lineup. F U N I bones. F U N I. So, where do where do whoever everybody tell me where you first heard this? Because this is the first time I've listened to it. I've heard everything that's on here before, but I've never heard the album until today. It's funny, I hadn't heard the album for some bizarre reason. I didn't have this record, although I'd heard. Some of the tracks, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember hearing Mary Queen of Scots a lot. Did Dr. Demento used to play did that or something? Did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but I hadn't heard uh, a few of them, which was weird. I listened to it uh, today and yesterday. <laughs> well, uh, that's good research. And that's my experience well with this record. Uh, uh, yeah, I heard this one when I when I got into the fact that they were actually releasing albums. I kind of went out and got all of them mm-hmm. at once and just kind of you know it was like I guess binge watching back when there wasn't that involved. Uh, and uh, Wait, thing, what year are you talking about? You know, what 2012? Okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, now I'm probably like 80. Jeremy's 14. Jeremy's a 14 year old boy. Somewhere in there. Uh, some of it on tape, some of it on you know vinyl. Uh, but what I thought was interesting because I had just seen it because we had HBO and my father taped it for me, but it had a lot of the sketches from Live at the Hollywood Bowl, which they right. didn't do uh, mm-hmm. on Flying Circus, which I thought was interesting. Uh, yeah. I also recognized some sketches later from uh, The Secret Policeman's Ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I'd heard some of them before. But this is like after their first album, which was a live, kind of a, I listened to like 20 minutes of that today. It's loud. It's, it probably sounds like this podcast. It's like it's not like the mic is kind of far away. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> there's, a sort of, there's a sort of middling audience, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, I, and then this one. I mean, the one I know back and forth is matching tie and handkerchief. Yeah, which that we talked about one. before on this podcast. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but this one really, they've got the template set up for that kind of studio sound. Mm-hmm. That it's totally different than. Uh, just plunking a mic down and doing a bunch of their old sketches in front yeah. of people. It's well rehearsed. They've better. Got, yeah, they've got those great sound effects like the guy trying to play the violin solo and mm. that wonderful Foley work of him just breaking them over yeah, and over Yeah, lots of again. sound effects breaking. The Foley work and the, the needle drop music. Yeah. Yeah. Also, a lot of, they all get to do a sort of intimate announcer thing. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, do, they, yeah. they do a lot of quiet talking to the mic, particularly Eric, who likes to do that. Yeah, and I think it was, is Michael Palin the first one? The first one who goes, uh, yes. Yes, he's, yeah, he's the first one yeah. who does it. Yeah, exactly that. And there's a nice uh, old fashioned record stuck uh, <laughs> bit in there, which it's they also brilliant. do again on uh, Matching Tie and Handkerchiefs. Mm-hmm. You just, if you were making a comedy album, you had to do a joke about the record uh, uh, skipping. Uh, I'm trying to find out who produced this one because... Well, it says on the back there that I'm Terry Jones and Michael Palin uh, produced it. They so might have produced it. I don't know who their engineer I wanted, was. Yeah, and I'm, my guess is Andre Jacquemin who produced and engineered everything else that they did well, pretty much. When I was looking this up, there's a quote from uh, Terry Jones saying the production was kind of difficult. That they were in what he called a hippie studio. They were very strong. And there was no cataloging of the... Uh, they was probably the people who worked there, not the Pythons, I assume. And that there was, they weren't labeling tapes, and, and it took them a long time to kind of go through it all and figure out what they had. No one was keeping records of things. Right. Seems yeah. weird. Well, and I mean, that's, that's kind of <laughs> perfect for them, although this is, again, like mostly shit that we've no, heard on Python. Wait, what's perfect? Having a, a poorly produced yes. record? No. no <laughs> having, having it, Your definition it. of perfect kind of sucks. <laughs> the comedy has to be very meticulously produced with military precision. <laughs> I totally disagree with you. Like a what's perfect about this to me is I was just listening to this again today for the first time in years, and it's just the great mix of all of the different shit that they all did so well 
all together, which is what I loved about Python is the variety of their obsessions. Eric with all of his wordplay shit and, and John Cleese with his relentless logic and everybody with just total surrealism. And there's a lot of uh, references to English people of the time who I had no idea who any of them were. It's a sure. recurring joke where the sh <clears throat> things within the album are produced by like famous literary figures and sports figures. Right, yeah. 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 It's like oh, and, uh, oh, yeah, produced sorry. by Bernard Hollywood and Brian London. And like, I had to look it up. Bernard Hollywood was like an editor. He edited Punch, and Brian London was a boxer. Yeah. So. And, and, and there's another one where they put on... I That's think it's, like, those are the producers of The Death of Mary, Queen of Scots. Yeah. Oh my God. And they, they do another one. I think one of the producers is, you know, like a, a philosopher, and the other one is some British singer. I have uh -huh. absolutely... I don't, right. I don't know where yeah. the hell they get it from. Uh, so the album opens with... <laughs> A series of apologies. One is an apology because you've bought the wrong record, and then the second apology is no, you've actually bought the right record. Yeah. Uh, the, did you? But did you? Yeah. <laughs> is also the question because uh, what's what's the name of the the album that they're claiming it is? Uh, Pleasures of the Pleasures Dance. of the Dance. Yes. Uh, nor a collection of Norwegian carpentry yeah. songs. Carpentry yeah. songs. <laughs> <laughs> And then they keep they keep cutting in and cutting out, cutting in, cutting out. They uh, also uh, repeat the introduction apology on the matching tie and handkerchief. Isn't that oh, the that's one right. that starts with uh, congratulations on my Oh, that's the that's Holy Grail. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's the Holy Grail. Mm -hmm. oh, that's well, no, right. Also, yeah, they have the opening credits yeah, for right. Holy Grail as well, yeah. Uh, There's little or no offense to that. Apart from four cunts. One clitoris and a full voice again. No, I think matching tie and handkerchief started with nothing's record. Yeah, I think you might be right. You might be right. Um, does anybody... All right, so uh, Spanish Inquisition is, I mean, just obviously a classic bit, but it begins with one of my favorite bits in terms of language just because listening to, to Graham Chapman say trouble at mill over and over again is yeah. really, really Trouble annoying. at mill is a good phrase. Trouble at mill. And then... <laughs> yeah, also, my other favorite Chapman <laughs> phrase is, says elephant. <laughs> <laughs> says elephant. What does he say? There's something flays going out, skew on the treadle. One of the flay gone out of skew on the treadle. Treadle. One of the flay rods has gone out of skew, apparently, on the treadle. What does that mean? <laughs> Are any of those real words? Yes. Are they? Treadle, Out of skew? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank yeah, you, Jeremy, for that one. Thank yeah. you for it. Trouble at mill. Oh, no. What kind of trouble? One old flay rod's gone out of skew on treadle. What? One old flay rod's gone out... We would like to apologize to those people who may have heard a short extract from Pleasures of the Dance, a selection of Norwegian carpenter songs, earlier in this record. This appeared in error and will not be repeated. Askew on treadle! I can't understand what you're saying. One of the flay rods has gone out askew, apparently, on the treadle. What on earth does that mean? Well, I don't know. Mr Wentworth told me to come and say there was trouble in the mill, that's all. I didn't expect a kind of Spanish Inquisition. Nobody expects a Spanish Inquisition. Our weapon is supplies. Supplies and fear. Fear and supply. Our two weapons. Our fear and supplies and the ruthless efficiency. Our three weapons. Our fear and supplies and the ruthless efficiency and an almost fanatical devotion to the Pope. A treadle is a thing. All right. It's true. What is it? It's at the middle. Fuck, I don't think you know. You know. That's Wikipedia. Something that exists in Yorkshire. Exactly. Well, Some of course. It's a British singer. Mm -hmm. Is what it is. You know, I don't know that I've ever. I I heard the Spanish Inquisition a million times before I ever saw it because I had a lot of albums before I saw every episode of the show. Mm. 
uh, I'm assuming you guys all saw it on the show first. I saw it on the show first. Because yeah. uh, when I was listening to this, I was remembering the little old lady from the show. <laughs> they, for some reason, they brought in an actual little old lady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she that, looks so comfortable in the yeah. comfy chair. It's so nice. Yeah, that's right. That really the sells the comfy chair. chair. It's to have great. an actual little old lady yeah. looking happy in the chair. Yeah, she's just grinning and bouncing yeah, up and yeah. down. It's great. It's so sweet. I got into these guys in like, I seem to remember 87 because I saw Holy Grail. And because it was 87, there were still records, and you could order them. So I, I got Holy Grail and previous album and uh, Live at City Center. Uh, but I, And then in 88 or 89, uh, uh, MTV started broadcasting everything. So I, oh. then I saw everything and then uh, heard the rest of the album. So some of it I heard on the TV show. First I saw it all <laughs> on PBS. <laughs> That's what I saw. It. I did see it all on PBS. Yeah, yes, where I saw it. Yeah, your voice changed. That's right. Yeah. What yeah. happened? My my father uh, would force me, me to sit down. And Faulty Towers was before it. It was back to back. It was Faulty Towers. Towers and Flying Circus. And I remember, I think I was about six, seven years old. My father made me come in and watch it. And wow. I loved Faulty Towers. Thought it was hysterical. And thought Flying Circus was the stupidest thing I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> and then like nine, ten o'clock, and I got like nine, ten years old. And all of a sudden, I think it was like the fish slapping dance. And I went, oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah, it was something stupid as hell. And I, I went, first ah. heard about it in Python in middle school uh, when a kid named uh, Peter explained an episode to me. <laughs> Before you With all the it. weird transitions, before I see it, I'm trying to explain this show, <laughs> including the animations. That's like having the album. Like, yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. This, this kid, and like, so this, this cat, it just attacks everything, and it turns into yeah. a toothpaste commercial. <laughs> and I thought this sounds interesting. I'll yeah. check it out. Yeah. Well, I, when when like the grid goes down, that guy's going to be really important. <laughs> that's absolutely Because that's how we're going to watch all of our tales. You know, it'll just be some dude telling like, all right, so then Homer comes down, right? And he falls again off the thing. It's crazy. James, you and I have matching time uh, memorized. We can both take care of that when the time comes. Yeah, Pretty much, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good. We can annoy people in the bar. We get side side one. Yeah, yeah. That will ensure there are no future generations. Ooh, I get news radio. (laughs) News radio is the one I get to to rattle off to people. That'll be good. Yeah. So, the podcast audience. Season five only. That's so weird. Get dibs on whatever (laughs) it's going to be that you're going to recreate. Postville Hartman. Postville Hartman. That's weird. I don't know why those are the only ones I have. That's awful. That would be the worst. (laughs) Uh, who's all of Godfather guys. Three? That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Godfather Three, it's mine. I've got the whole movie Real Genius memorized. That's a good one. I like that, that is that good. <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, th- there are a few things on here that I feel like are <laughs> they're intentionally stretching the uh, idea of the audio medium. Like there are two entire tracks of the Gumbies. Doing, which are great, yeah. so good. I have to say, I think that's my biggest laugh on yep. the album. I just and it keeps going, and the longer it goes, the funnier it gets. Yeah, the gummies are good when it's just them in your ears, especially if you have headphones. Oh on. yeah, for sure. Sorry, my head is stuck in the cupboard. I can't see anything. And again, with that great foley work of things falling and oh, yeah. you know cats screaming, and it's just it's chaos. It's fantastic. It's that absolutely was killer when they. When they do Death of Mary Queen of Scots, and you feel like they got all six of them in a room, and they just had them throwing around shit. That's it. Yeah, 
that's the one thing about this too is that they make up for the lack of uh, visuals with gorgeous effects. Some shit that actually wouldn't work in person. Like when we get to the bit of uh, uh, the violin, I don't know what the name of the track is, wherever the hell it is. With a, is it a violin or a viola? I don't know. It's it doesn't it's matter. A, no, it's a, vi- it's it's a violin. violin. It's three he, violins. He keeps managing to step through. Right. And he sits on his, right, his first one. Then he destroys the guy's Stradivarius, which he gives to mm-hmm. him. And that guy punches him as he's grabbing the second <laughs> violin's violin away from him. The sounds yeah. are just impossible. They wouldn't ever... They, those would not come out if you're actually performing them on stage. But they're gorgeously produced oh, in yeah. itself. Yeah. It's, it's like a, just a tray of crackers and... You know, and, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> celery sticks, and you know, just somebody taking it and twisting it. It's fan. It's just great. I don't understand this at all, but today, for the first time, I noticed in the one of Crossbones gonna go on turtle skit in the introduction and throughout the whole Spanish Inquisition, right channel clock ticking. Yeah, for like three minutes. I was yeah. looking around because I had the, I had my headphones in, like you were saying, and I was like, what the fuck is that? Because I know I don't have a clock in my house anymore. There's a lot of extreme stereo in this. There are some where I I was trying to do something else while I was listening, and I was getting half the sketch. Or getting no dialogue, because it was only sound effects in the background on one side. And I I think in one of the bouts with Mary Queen of Scots, you can actually hear the technician going, with the slide going, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right. Actually, in the funeral home sketch, you can hear Graham Chapman turn his script page at one point. Oh, really? Yeah, that's <laughs> fantastic. Wow. That's, yeah, that's, I'd that's, noticed that today. As Mary Queen of Scots is fading out, you can hear uh, John Cleese just going, oh, shit! <laughs> yeah, just really faintly. Uh, Alright, Taylor. Do you have a favorite track? Um, Christ, I don't know. Just what what caught me today was just the uh, the gorgeousness of John uh, in the Piranha Brothers bit, very carefully inserting the necessary beats necessary for when he's explaining the operation, the other operation, and the other other operation. Mm-hmm. You, he's got to leave that little that first beat in there so everyone can do the math about in the first operation. They found they selected a victim and told him, threatened to beat him up if he paid them the so-called protection money. Then he goes on to the second bit, and, mm-hmm. and it's I, I I love that very much. But it really I guess it pays off more in the TV show. I really like that bit actually because I'd forgotten it from the TV. Watch the entire bit or just the just the fact that he has to do those pauses in there so that the the audience can take the one second necessary to realize that. Piranha Brothers have done the math wrong on their. Uh, little, my little, girlfriend, little who had never heard that uh, sketch before, seen it, uh, laughed out loud after that <laughs> bit when they finally got the third one right. Yes, uh, so it lands. That's good. It, it lands. Actually, yeah. I have a really nice memory of that particular skit because my grandmother was still alive in like 1988, and I gave her my VHS tapes of this of the Piranha Brothers episode, and I was over at her place while she was watching one and. There's the bit where John says, "So on November fifteenth, nineteen sixty-three, cut to stock footage of nuclear bomb." <laughs> Even the police began to sit up and take notice, and she was just pissing herself. I was thinking, "All righty, yeah, that python is that that python is." Awesome. All right, did no, she think it was funny or was she was old? <laughs> <laughs> But I like it with <laughs> She died three minutes later. I actually had, I was listening and just I just wrote a few notes, like little phrases that cracked me up. 
I have them here. You can hear my paper turning like Graham <laughs> Chapman. And I just, what really cracked me up was, <laughs> they're talking about uh, one of the Piranha Brothers. It's, In a fit of pique, he napalmed Sheltonham. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andy, have you a favorite track? On uh, Death of Mary, Queen of Scots, yeah. I think. Uh, that, that, to me, was... I just... Uh, Love physical comedy, especially on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just the whole—I I don't know if they did their own Foley artistry, but yeah, it does sound like they're. It makes you wonder. Throwing pots and pans. Well, it's very precise. Room. I mean, it's—it's it's obviously they made a bunch of noise and then edited together because, like, mm -hmm. there are like little crashes and tinkles at the end. There are yeah. like wonderful little punctuations. That one I remember hearing when I was very young. It might have been one of the first audio ones I heard. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I think Dr. Dementi used to play it or something. That makes sense. And uh, It's just a great bit that exists on the And I there. remember really loving that and uh, and hearing it again, just remembering uh, how sort of perfect it was. It's, it's so stupid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it really is. It's but so it's just kind of perfect. And the, the, the sort of cheesy... Stock music that they play yeah, in yeah. and out of it is, is and, great. And the obvious bad acting. Take this! Yeah. Marry a queen of Scots. <laughs> Just over the top screaming. Lay off! Uh, I think she's dead. No, I'm not. Just <laughs> right back in. Brilliant. This whole bit totally later. I mean, don't get me wrong, plenty of people have done something similar, but Adam Sandler totally jacked this for his. One of his albums early on too. I'm thinking uh, of Steel, you know. I know, but he's Adam Sandler. He's not loud. Uh, he's really not loud. Uh, but either way, if you guys have heard "Death of a High School Spanish Teacher," this is that, but better, uh, or, or the beating, the severe beating of a high, which is cute. But this is still fun. <laughs> it's cute. Probably never been called that. Before. No, probably. And not. now we present the first episode of a new radio drama series, "The Death of Mary, Queen of Scots," Part One, The Beginning. You are Mary, Queen of Scots? I am. of Scots. Andy, what was the first Python album you bought on vinyl? Uh, matching tie and handkerchief. Did you but, get it with the actual tie and handkerchief uh, on it? Huh? Supposedly there was a first. It did. Well, it, it had an outer sleeve. Um, but no, it didn't have an actual handkerchief. Well, I have never seen. I've heard that that exists, but I've never I actually can't seen remember. it. This could be a rumor. Maybe I, I think it, it could be apocryphal. I, it, no, it came in a sleeve and it had like the, a cardboard tie and handkerchief on it. When you pull it out, you see a Terry Gilliam character. I'm just remembering this now. I, I mean, I don't, I don't remember much about it. Um, 
I just remember taking care of it <laughs> for some reason. Do you, did you, how quickly did you discover the double tracks on the one side? I didn't. I never did. You never did? Uh-huh. So you just listened to the set? You lucked no, out? No, they have them. like the other tracks on the uh, on download. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't know that. Yeah, I don't know I, that I had a double track one either. Really? Because I only heard about that later. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I bought Maybe mine was... for the first time like this year. Really? Yeah. Does it have the two? It does have the, the two. side by side. And another, my version of another Monty Python record was like it was like a double album set with like together with uh, previous record. Oh, yeah. oh really? Yeah. Um, Jeremy, favorite track. Um, oh, it's so hard to choose. Um, I really love, I love the Gumby Theater. Just, you know, I love the big, long, perfect intro and then just them screaming over it and it just keeps going. And every time it comes back, it gets funnier. Uh, but I think, like, dialogue-wise, I love the opening to The Lifeboat. Mm-hmm. And how they ruin it three times. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love the false start, and they do such a great. De- and it's so stupid the way you know. Oh, it's sure. like, you know, uh, still no sign of land. How long is it? That's rather personal. Like, like no, but the life bite, dumbass. <laughs> you know. And then my favorite is the last one. It's like, still no sign of land. How long is it? Have we started again? You know what I mean? Like just flat out ruining it. And it's it's and it's such an awful sketch like that with the Undertaker together. It's two of the most morbid things that uh-huh. I think they ever came up with. Yeah, and I love those two. It's just the Undertaker is just awful. I just I think that's, and I love it on the and for some reason it's great uh, uh, in on the rec- on the record, but on on the show it's perfect because the audience actually revolts and boos them and comes down and they stop the show. <laughs> right, until the queen turn, tunes in and they all have to stand. Um, but but it's, just, it's just so... And it's so... They're so nonchalant about these horrific things. It's just... Would y'all stop bickering and eat me? You know? Mm-hmm. Like that. And even like the Undertaker thing. It's, you know, just like, uh, well, we can burn her, bury her, dump her. Dump her in the Thames. Oh, did you like her? Yeah. Well, then whatever. You know, I mean, just like little, like oh, there. That's an option. I, I, don't, I don't know. Those they're they're the word, they're just so disgusting. Those sketches, yeah. and I love them. I don't you know. Suggesting why. we eat my mother. That's Not raw. You know. I mean, like again, it's great. It's just great play. And just awful. And I love oh, you know yeah. Graham Chapman in that fucking Undertaker thing. It's perfect. Yeah. You know, he's just so tall and thin with the hat and the thing on it. Is there anything? Well, wait a minute. We're talking about the album here. <laughs> yes, I know, but I envisioned it. He wore it when he recorded. Because I, 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 I envisioned I, it differently. Oh, really? What do you see him in? He is short and uh, <laughs> really because he has a tall voice too. and has a dark blue suit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So more and a mustache. More six yes. feet under. It. Well, as they yeah. like to Zen. point out now, he's dead. He is. That is a good point. And, and ironic. They point that, that out all the time. Discussing this. Interestingly stuff. enough, everybody says AIDS. He actually peed himself to death, just like Taylor's grandmother. So. True. Yeah, I I told that to my grandmother right before she died. Yeah, that's why. That's why you she died. Be yourself to death. Don't. No, grandma. Don't. 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 Damn it. And then she did. That's mm. really sad. That's gonna happen to me. John Cleese uh, talks <laughs> about the Undertaker sketch and Graham Chapman writing the punchline. If if you, uh, if you feel bad about it, we can dig a ga- grave and you can throw up into it. And how that was just indicative of how Graham thought outside the box <laughs> and and pushed the envelope and. Uh, wasn't concerned with the parameters of good taste. Yeah. <laughs>
On October 21st, 2015, Stolen Dress Entertainment, in conjunction with Team Fox, brings you the Million McFly March. Fans of the Back to the Future franchise will gather, dressed as Marty McFly, to participate in the largest gathering of Marty McFlys in history and celebrate the Back to the Future films while also raising money for Parkinson's research through Team Fox. More details about the event, as well as links to donate and RSVP for the event, can be found at millionmcflymarch.com. I honestly think the audience reaction on that one, I mean, it's just, it's one of the best, like, group groans you can ever hear from, and I don't think there's any acting or anything. In oh, well, there is stage. I mean, to a certain extent, but I mean, it's <laughs> there's something just so great about this, this uproar instantly. But I just like hearing the two of them do it clean without any, you know, audience. It's just yeah, the gab. classic back and forth. <laughs> now, my favorite, I think, is probably I was the, ask, what's the your architect favorite? sketch. Oh, yeah. Which also, also, it's funny how they kind of, things just amuse them and they repeat them kind of shamelessly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it like, he, when the undertaker, he says, we, we could dump her in the Thames. And he goes, what? And, he go, and the ground chairman says, oh, did you like her? And then on that one, <laughs> an architect comes in to describe a new building and he and the building is intended to kill the tenants because mm-hmm. he, he previously uh, <laughs> designed slaughterhouses. <laughs> and they go, well, no, we just want a place for people to live. And he goes, oh, I, I haven't fully divined your attitude <laughs> toward the tenants. <laughs> well, well and, and I even love after the that. The same joke as did you like Right, well, and I even love after that. The um, It's like, well, well, I might only design slaughterhouses why we were just wanting to block the flats. Well, may I ask you to reconsider? <laughs> you know I mean? Like, so just the, it's the great. use of the word divine really cracked me up. <laughs> well, I just love that the architects in the room that he's pitching to don't get uncomfortable until he asks them if he can become amazing. Right, and yeah. then they're all... Oh, yeah. And then, then John Cleese gets into, like, classic John Cleese tirade. Oh, yeah. It has pre, my pre-Basil <laughs> Faulty. Blinker, yeah. Blinker, he's really Philistine, angry with pig ignorance. <laughs> I've come to expect from you non-creative <laughs> garbage. garbage. That is one of my favorite lines of all time. Uh, just, and he is the best actor Pythons. Yeah? Oh, you yeah. think so? There's, I don't, I don't think so. That's Mike's a fact. Mike's pretty good. <laughs> no, Michael, Michael Pellin is great, but See, I mean... I, he's my favorite. Look, I'm not say, my favorite Python is Terry Jones. I'm just saying John Cleese is the best actor, technically. Yeah. But not that it matters. Could it doesn't matter, also. I'm just adding that. Yes. Terry Jones can act for shit, and he's hilarious. For sure. What about Terry Gilliam? Terry Gilliam Brilliant yeah. actor. Terry Gilliam can make two faces. <laughs> Terry Gilliam can't even do an American actor. Exactly. Terry Gilliam looks looks bizarre with that wide mouth yeah. and that yep. big moon face of his. So yeah. he, he's, he's the weirdest looking when he oh, wants to be. Without a doubt. Technically, the best worst. actor, John Cleese. Weirdest looking when he mm-hmm. wants to be, Terry Gilliam. Uh-huh. Terry Gilliam worst did, actor, Terry John, which did is, again get, doesn't matter. He did get the one, the one delivery in the in the whole Flying Circus series when he had to and successfully did a British accent. When he's in the fourth series and he comes in in a wheelchair and he's got a sword through his head and someone jars it a little and goes, Hey, mind me, war wound! (laughs) That was it. That's all he had to do. And he nailed it. Biggest actor, Graham Chapman. For sure. Shoutiest. Cleese is not the shoutiest. Graham Chapman's the shoutiest. I dare say. Yeah. Do you have a scale of shoutiness in your your (laughs) notebook? You have got them all ranked on... 
all these lists that I hadn't even considered. <laughs> I never considered it till just now at this table. I Be- feel best animator of the group. Unprepared. Who's the best? Most animator? annoying, Eric. Obviously, <laughs> of yeah, course. Most, Where's you? most Benny Hill. Most most given to Benny <laughs> most Hill. Most close to the Benny Hill yeah, spectrum. Uh, Eric, I, love yeah, that. Totally. I, I relate to him more than any of the rest of them, and that makes me sad. Uh, most like, most name Michael. Michael Palin. Absolutely oh, right. That's hundred percent right. Yeah, usually, I gotta give you, I gotta I give you go with him. Mm-hmm. Did any of you see? This is a bit <laughs> that off. That was the topic. most charming one. There was a thing called Holy Flying Circus that was a BBC show. Oh, that was the history of yeah. uh, them try well, uh, uh, of people bitching about Life of Brian. Mm-hmm. The guys they picked to play the pythons for the most part looked almost identical. Oh wait, this is like a making movie. of yeah, TV a, movie. It was a, a TV movie. Film? It was it was on the BBC, but it was Oh, I've heard of this, but I, well, I want to see this. It's it's good. There are bits that are not I mean they try and make it very python-esque, so it's a little like oh, okay, but you don't Sounds like a bad idea. You, that does sound like a bad idea with the exception of the guy who looks and sounds exactly like Terry Jones playing Michael Palin's wife in the whole thing, which is kind of brilliant. Uh, and he looks it's it's creepy how much he looks and sounds like Terry Jones. But the entire time he plays Michael Palin's wife. Okay. And the Michael Palin actor is quite good. Wait, uh, wait, Becca. Yep. A guy plays Michael Palin's wife. Yep. So, oh, because they're pythonizing the story. Uh huh. So they have wacky things like (laughs) men playing women. Uh, So it's 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 hard to get around in some of the bits, but some of it's not bad. All right, I, I'm a connoisseur of those. I've seen the making of the Brady Bunch movie, <laughs> the Three's Company one. They're usually like not good shows. The Mork and Mindy film. There's a full house. I've seen. Mork and Mindy film. I've watched them all. They're a guilty pleasure. Ooh, what about Coach? Have they done Coach? I don't yet? think they've done a making of Coach. No, don't Although, do that now. Then not because they're going to redo the show. I'm getting now on that's an awful. A, I may be, are they casting the Jerry Van Dyke role? <laughs> between you and me, exactly. Right? I think you got it. Yeah, to be yeah. honest oh. with you. What about I'll do the, my best. Ooh, but if they did The Odd Couple, you know you'd get Tony Randall. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> Isn't Tony Randall still alive? He could do it. No, he's passed. <laughs> no. Well, passed. he still might be up for it. <laughs> in, in this town, yeah. <laughs> Audition? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're I don't Tony, think so. You're Tony Randall. <laughs> ooh, Perfect Strangers, sorry. I love you. I just want you to play. I'll play oh, both of yeah. them. I'll there do Mark Lynn Baker and... <laughs> and uh, you could be both. You right. could do a one-man show. Exactly. Ooh. Perfect Strangers, <laughs> a one-man show. Yeah. Stranger, goes good. Perfect Stranger. Well, this became a Perfect little detour. Get us back on track. <laughs> yeah, exactly. oh, yeah, no, that's Get fun. us out of this right. detour. So, um, back to whatever it was we were talking about. Yeah, the uh, there's song. this album, I think. We were talking about the Architect sketch, which I think is my favorite, too. It's actually. so good. This is a model of a 12-story block combining classical neo-Georgian features with the efficiencies of modern techniques. Uh, The tenants arrive here in the entrance hall, are carried along the corridor on a conveyor belt in extreme comfort, past murals depicting Mediterranean scenes, towards the rotating knives. The last 20 feet of the corridor are heavily soundproofed. The blood pours down these chutes, and the mangled flesh slurps into these large... Excuse me. Yes? Did you say knives? Rotating knives, yes. Uh, are you all proposing to slaughter our tenants? Does that not fit in with your plans? Ah, uh, no, no, it does not. We asked yeah. for a simple block of flax. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I hadn't fully divined your attitude towards the tenants. Um, you see, I mainly design slaughterhouses. Pity. 
Mind you, this is a real beaut. None of your blood caked on the walls and flesh flying out of the windows incommoding the passers-by with this one. My, my life has been leading up to this. Uh, and it's mostly because of the language. It's all language. Uh, I, 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 it's a good point that they don't really react until he says, I'd like to be a mason. Well, not just I'd like to be a mason, but he starts to beg. And it turns out that maybe he was just there to be a mason and didn't really care what he designed, except he... Yeah, his pride for his. Well, no, well, I mean, yeah, the window. he you backs notice, it up. You, you know? notice that John Cleese is the his volume is up in this the loudest. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So I noticed, like, when I listen to it, everybody else is just kind of like off in the well, distance, yeah, like back from the mic. That's a good point. Feels like they were staging it for a to have them, you know, in the in the background. Sometimes when they get loud, you can hear them kind of popping the mic like it's yeah. not yeah. the best producer. That's record. definitely I hear something on I, I hear <laughs> it on this record that I don't hear on the on the next ones that they are they're peaking. A yeah, 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 exactly. Thank you for the technical <laughs> the technical joke. They are. <laughs> that the, the hippie at the uh, in the booth was like, uh, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it was I the guy from Whistle and, uh, and I was there. That's <laughs> all right. Oh, I. There's too many knobs. I like when a red thing goes up. <laughs> Don't let it go too high. Don't let it red. go too high. No, put, put it back down. No, I like it high. It's too far. Like it oh one. shit, have they started? <laughs> <laughs> they left. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. I, I, I like... <laughs> I, I love in, in the Avatar sketch how he does not... Cleese does not give up anything. And it takes you a half a second after he says, pass the rotating knives. Mm-hmm. And it literally, it's that moment where you go, wait. Mm-hmm. Rotating wait. knives? Yes, exactly. Hold on. Look, paintings depicting Mediterranean scenes, <laughs> uh-huh. which sounded really nice, towards the ro- rotating knife. Knives, okay. And then it happens. Like, did you say knives? Rotating knives. You know, like, yeah. You, know, you, you, you hear it building the background perfectly, too. It's In just, terms of, like, background acting, they're just mm-hmm. like, oh, mm. Mm, it's, it's perfect. Just, it starts to rumble and rumble right. and rumble, and then you, it becomes, you know, this. It's perfect. You can almost hear the music playing, like as he's describing the the, the motorized walkway mm-hmm. as it's going by. You can hear it. It's great. I uh, are there any in these? Maybe they don't stand out. Maybe they're almost identical. But none of these are taken from the show. They're all recreations of sketches from the show. Are there any of them like that two thirds of them? Yeah, are there any of them that are from the show directly? Because I didn't oh, hear any well, audience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, a lot of it is. Directly. I didn't hear any audience, which is why I wasn't sure. Oh no, I mean it's not lifted. From That's what yeah, I mean. No, 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 That's no, what no. I mean. They're recreated oh, in, no, in that no. sense. Oh, this is studio. So yeah. I was just wondering if any of these sound or, or perform better or have a, somehow better than what you saw on the screen. Some people are very picky about. It. They love the show beyond anything. But I, I, I think it's about the material. And I mean the things that I think the things that we've been talking about that we love the great lines and the great. Mm-hmm. takes. I mean, it's very little about the visual stuff. I mean, it's For sure. good. Oh, yeah. I, I think it depends a little too on which one you saw or heard first. Yes. Because mm-hmm. that's the one that really informs you. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but I, I like, like, I like the Palin's performance in the Spanish Inquisition on the record is really funny. Mm-hmm. He yeah. sounds a bit like the monarch. I didn't even realize it, but Jen pointed out to me. He does sound like the monarch quite a bit. Well, he does. I think he goes like that. Doctor Venture. Exactly. Hundred percent. What doesn't Jackson Public is doing Michael Palin in Need to ask him what happened. What doesn't stand a chance against its flying circus? Uh, 
companion is the uh, penguin on top of the TV. Set. Yeah, that is also just true. because on the on the show they are <laughs> a quarter of a second from not being able to make it through because they're breaking each other up. Yeah, just just Graham waiting and waiting and waiting and torturing John before he said, "If he lays an egg, <laughs> he'll fall down the back of the television set." And then you read about how they had to do that like eight times, and they were very naughty. And Cracking each other up, of course, just to get through that. <laughs> that makes sense. And I, th- I like the purely audio stuff that they put on there. It's not there's not a ton because a mm-hmm. lot of it's the sketch stuff, but um, the how to be a great actor, all of that. It's I still think it's hysterical. You know what? Actually, that's one thing. Is it? In, I don't want to screw up oh, yeah, album. It's in, it's in there. Well, there was yeah. one on previous record. They did yeah, that they too. The wonderful world of sound. See, and they did it before Albert Brooks did it. They did it before uh, the Great White yeah, North. Yeah, yeah, Because I think I think I Albert Brooks did it in '73. Still yeah, the same, Albert, Albert same zeitgeist. Sure, for sure. Uh, it was just a thing. There's a cutout Oscar. There's a cutout. What else do we have? Is that a mustache? A mustache. A congratulatory telegram. Uh, this is the a nipple. Rope. Mm-hmm. This belly button. Yeah, these beautiful. Uh, Inserts that come with the album, cutouts, uh, and so uh, it, just to describe it, if you haven't heard the so album, pristine. there is there is a sketch. <laughs> yeah, these are in good shape. There, there's a, there's yeah, a sketch that, <laughs> there's Priest. a sketch in which you are supposed to play the other part. Although the first one that they realize halfway into it that oh no, that character actually is mute or does not have any. No, 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 it's, it's not. It's not. It's the first line. Yeah, first line. They're like, you hear yeah, Morgan? He's dead. The yeah, best part is they only do a scene one on the record, but the the play uh, uh, in in the inserts has scene two, so you can continue. Can you? Nice. <laughs> you uh, have no lines, but you can keep reading. Yeah, this is pretty nice. And the second one uh, that they actually go through does seem a bit dirty. Like there's, a, he's got, he's had his penis blown off. One assumes in the war. Yeah, well, yes, you know, um, fill in the blanks. Yeah, well, I Obviously. assume this does fill in the. You know, they, it, yeah. it could play anyway. Actually, uh, it was just. You know, are there any swear words on this record? I don't think there are. I think they're they're a little. Good question. Because at one point they say sod the something mm-hmm. and. Uh, they would not have said "sod" well, later. They would have said "fuck." Blackballing bastards. <laughs> yeah. bastards. Yeah, it might be the worst. Yeah, I don't think they even say. Sh- yeah, I don't I think s- they say. Sh- no, they said no. Sing- no. sort of whispers shit at one point. Yeah, I think they yeah. said- it says it as uh, the second Mary Queen of Scots is fading out. She kind of whispers it like out. John Lydon in the Sex Pistols interview. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like that shit. I don't think I they said like "fuck" the until the next one. N- yeah. No, that wasn't until. Uh, matching tie and handkerchief. Yeah, I don't care yeah. how fucking funny is he. That's right. Yeah, that's the right. Shop. That's right. Yeah, let's throw them in there. The, uh, no, it was still kind of. Uh, like Mash was one of the first mainstream films that used the word fuck in it. Like uh-huh. it really wasn't a thing until like the early seventies. Right. In sort of mainstream uh, entertainment. Yeah, in about seventy, the only people who were actually doing that maybe Zappa or the Fugs maybe I don't Somebody know else? appropriately who enough else, who, who's the first person to say fuck on a record George uh, Carlin uh, probably Steve not Steve Martin <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was early really good to be fair though that was 72 that album uh, <clears throat> when did when did Pryor make his big switch and start getting sweary oh or Lenny Bruce um, maybe 
No. Yeah. Let's name some more people. Anyway. Nat King Cole. Do you remember that? Oh, Jesus. That man used to swear like a son of a bitch. It was his Christmas record. Oh, it was called Fuck You All, It's Christmas. Nat King Cole. Used to be cocksucking Nat King Cole. We'll drop that one, too. Tonight on the Hit Parade, cocksucking Nat King Cole. But when he did, he got really big. (laughs) They couldn't stop. Um... Also, is there any room for the lines that you have in All Quiet in the Western Front? Because some of the buzzes that play are there's like, <laughs> like I don't know if you can get out the entire yeah, line. Yeah, it's just a setup. Yeah, yeah like it's the, really the, the not struggle to get through for it. you to participate at home. At all. <laughs> I know. I wish there was a, a enough bit. of a sound system in here. I really wanted one of you to try and, and see if you could do it. Get time. the lines in. Oh, yeah. I do it every once in a while when I've listened to it. Mm-hmm. Buzzer. Yes. No. You know, say it as quick as you can. All Quiet on the Western Front. Adapted for radio by Jeff Astle and Jean Genet. Episode 8, Charles Returns to Barclay Manor. Oh, Charles, Charles, Charles! Oh, Charles. I, I never thought I'd see you again. Oh, that's wonderful news. But why? Are you... Where? Oh, no. Yes, Charles? I love you, too. But what? Shut off? Completely? Mm -hmm. Castrated. Oh, really? (laughs) You know, just try to just blurt it out. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, would would you have you played? I feel like Andy, you said you might have played this for your kids or some of this for the, for you, the spam song at least for your spam. Your, yeah, yeah. Okay, is and that Spanish it? Inquisition. Okay, so they're both. Is it all safe? It's is mostly the, safe. Okay, like how how young were you when you first heard Python? I didn't have the albums, but okay. When or I soft. first watched Python. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know. I had to be like eight or nine, mm-hmm. something like that. Seems young, but that's, th- that's fine. Kid. I wish I could fall asleep. That's perfect. Have oh, your kids yeah. heard Python no, or seen? No, no. It didn't even occur to me to show. I have nine-year-old twins, but you know they might enjoy some of the sketches. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we showed uh, my daughter uh, Holy Grail, and for a week she was doing the French uh, <laughs> insults. <laughs> Oh, I think you, you emptied the animal food trough flapper was like one that she likes that yeah. a lot. That's a good one. It is. Um, so if, if if we're going to tell people to listen to this album, what's a good reason to listen to this? One? I mean, Andy, since you picked it first, I would, I, I you know, it's a uh, between this and previous record, I think it's a good introduction to. Monty Python. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if you're not, <laughs> if you don't have a download or a, or a DVD, TV, a TV <laughs> or a tablet or a phone, we've gone back in time for some reason. If you have a record listener who's gone this far in this podcast, <laughs> hasn't actually heard any or seen any Monty Python. I know, before. I know that's a problem. Good luck for for sure. <laughs> 
Today's English lesson is over. <laughs> it's worth picking up for the if you can get the interactive shit in it. It's fantastic. Um, I think that's all awesome. in the CD reissue. Really? Yeah. Just tiny. And a good example. Yeah, that's true. If, if you want to be a foley artist. Mm-hmm. That is true. I mean, give it a. This is some of the more complicated, like layer upon layer upon layer upon layer, foley, uh, sound effect stuff because it is it is really detailed and and, and really wonderful. Um, I was struck that uh, some of the sketch, like Architect's sketch, is very much a uh, kids in the hall or even a Mister Show sketch mm-hmm. where a bunch of corporate guys are sitting there mm-hmm. and another guy in a suit comes in and says something mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, like it. it you can he, you can feel the influence, uh, you know. Oh, it, yeah. I mean, they cast such a big shadow over comedy. Sure. I mean, that's what Mr. Show was. I mean, it was <clears> well, they were they were unashamedly stealing the yeah. whole Link thing. Yeah, and they did such a great and job. And a lot of, of yeah. I loved Mr. Show. Oh, God. Can't wait for the new one to come out. I went to one of the tapings. Did you? Yes. I'll be looking for you in the audience as well, I sit there and yes, binge watch yes. naked, you know. Whatever. <laughs> it's not That's important. how I watch anyway. Mr. Show. Well, that's how I watch everything. I don't want to go into too much detail. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's basically on all the elements. It's really, it's a really good. They they made a record before, which is just them performing live. And it's sort of what's the point? Yeah. What's the point of? Well, the point is back then people didn't have VHS, sure, exactly. so it'd be like that's there's it. a Saturday Night Live album that's just mm-hmm. recordings from the show. Yeah. From the seventies. But uh, then they really were like, well, let's make this specific to the format. Mm-hmm. So they 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 really use it and really do it well, even though they. They uh, peak, and you can hear pages turning occasionally. That is true. They still, they, uh, 99% perfect. Yeah. And they start off their thematic thing that goes off through the rest of their albums, which is, this is an album, you've bought this album, listen to this album, also fuck you for <laughs> buying this album, which is a, usually a big, like, it's always a big screw you for, for list buying this thing, because what, why did you do this? Because you could get this elsewhere. Uh, and it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a running gag that has gone through, I think, every one of their albums Well, it's since. great, because, uh, you know, they, it's... <laughs> yeah, it's 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 them making fun of the medium, mm-hmm. just like they do with everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's the start of that. And I don't know how many other people were necessarily it's, doing. It's this the letter final. writing on the television show. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's true. There is a guy who also interrupts this this entire <laughs> album because he's been watching it with his wife and his au pair, and they have some concerns uh, for how the the album is going. They just call into a record like you do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of that stuff. Uh, yeah, that the, skip joke. Well, one. yeah. There's the letter of complaint after the uh, the cannibalism, the boat thing mm-hmm. too. By you know, <laughs> brigadier, you know, whatever it is, and shallots, mushroom <laughs> sauce, you know. Whatever. And they, yeah, it's all the same stuff. It's amazing. Well, listen to the album. Who's got what to promote? Let's start with James. Do you have anything what? to promote? Uh, uh, <laughs> getting on with James Rubaniak, my podcast on Feral Audio. I'm, I took a break from it, but I'm going to start that up again. And uh, yeah, watch uh, the difficult people on Hulu and review on Comedy Central. Those t- television shows. Has review started up already? The second season uh, is almost over. God here. damn it! Well, yeah. see, I only have the Hulu. <laughs> it's not on Hulu yet. Then that's why. That's why. No, I but see you can it. watch Difficult People on Hulu. That is true, and I have watched that. It's great. Is wonderful, Jeremy. Yeah, I've seen it. What? Oh, oh what am I promoting? Yeah, sorry, I felt really on the spot. Mm-hmm. Um, 
nothing, nothing right now. No, I mm-hmm. uh, got something coming out hopefully soon called No Plans this weekend. It's a improvised and not improvised sketch show that has some somewhat humorous things in it. Mm-hmm. At least they were when we did it. I don't know how it's going to look af- afterwards, but I have high hopes, <laughs> as I normally do. High, I do. I said it really, really, really high. Mm-hmm. Um, that and. Um, I'm glad I can sing the birthday song now. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Right? Happy can we birthday. sing the tune or just do the Both. Do both, both, both now. Yeah. It's like row, row, row your boat. We can do it now. Fuck Thank you, Mildred and Patty. No, I got to say, so I'm going to miss uh, actors singing for He's a Jolly Good Fellow <laughs> in movies and TV. I always enjoy that. It's, so so great, it's a great tune, and I'm going to miss it in birthday scene. It's true. Yeah, it's too bad. <laughs> Andy. They, the estate of that uh, song is really bummed out. I, oh, oh, I'm <laughs> sure. Yeah. Does, this, does this mean the death of the Bennigan's uh, birthday well, song? Oh, yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. Dang Loss it. of a lot of jobs. Those guys were just there to sing the birthday song. <laughs> Put coffee filters on people's heads. <laughs> You're a jerk. Anyway, uh, sorry, that doesn't make any sense. It's okay. Uh, um, I am uh, riding and telling my dog to shut up when she uh, barks at the mailing. Okay. That's what I'm doing. Thank you so much, Taylor. I'm looking forward to that. Anything for you or Firesign? Uh, Firesign Theater will eventually have a DVD, like two DVDs in a package, and it will have all their movies from 1968 to 1975 and actual new commentaries they did before they all started dying and uh, recorded in 2009. Awesome. Three hours of home movies and ridiculousness. Nice. Sounds good. Uh, the only thing I have to promote is the Million McFly March, which is October 21st, 2015, in Burbank. It raises money for Parkinson's. People dress up like Marty McFly, give money towards Parkinson's. There will be entertainment, raffles, etc., etc., etc. Show up. Go to millionmcflymarch.com. Do that. I also have a book that comes out on November 17th. Uh, <laughs> it's taken a while to get that going. Uh, if you want to guess how long it's take, taken to get it going, look at the first time you saw James Urbaniak on the podcast and understand that I had already kind of known him via email for two years uh, because he was in the book. So the book's taken a while to finish. So that's that. I was going to say, we, I know. I, I don't read very fast either. I, so I, I don't, I don't, don't even remember that. what I wrote. Oh, uh, yeah. don't worry. This was the fake version of the internet. The fake history in the, in, yes. of the internet. Uh, it's called uh, Postmodem, the Interwebs Explained. Yeah. Uh, Probably have some dial-up jokes in there. So. Oh, there's, oh there, no, there's a couple really solid. Yeah. I actually read your interview, <laughs> later accidentally stole one of your jokes, and was like, oh, fuck. I stole oh, his twenty. No accidents. I stole his 23 Skidoo joke, so I have to delete it. There's a really good oh 23 Skidoo joke in there. You wrote a, it's solid. You <laughs> um, stole it at Thin Jew. How dare you. <laughs> um... Uh, are we? No, that's this weekend. So, but you know what? You guys what, missed, drinking game. You guys miss Jeremy and I playing uh, Doc and Marty in in uh, Back to the Future. Yes, so we'll be doing yes, Back to the Future in a drinking game. So if uh, everyone hearing this now, if you can go back in time yep. to this coming Saturday, yep. which for you will be the previous Saturday, one hundred percent. Hope you enjoyed the show. Oh, hundred percent. It was a great show. That's really convoluted. What I just did a little bit. Just go to millionmcflymarch.com. Just do that. Uh, are there well, they, any, are yeah. there any uh, uh, orange uh, down vests available in LA? <laughs> I was, you know what? They are selling some in Old Navy right now. <laughs> I, almost, I almost bought one, even though I already have one. Wow. They have them in Old, yeah. Na- Old Navy Skip right them now. Up. There's, so, yeah, there's a them. run on orange vests <laughs> and calculator <laughs> watches. So, yeah. so yeah. go get yours. Denim jacket. 
Yeah. Well, that doesn't matter. Just bring a fucking vest. That's right. all and bring a pickup truck to the uh, Burger King because mm-hmm. I'm going to be hanging on to the back of it. <laughs> uh, well, thank you guys for listening. Thank, thank you, audience, for being here. Give yourselves a round of applause. Yeah. 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 Look at that crowd. That's incredible. Look at that. Yeah. There we go. Thank you guys for listening, and as always, have a good thing. Comedy on Vinyl is a production of Stolen Dress Entertainment. It is produced by Mike Warden and is hosted and edited by Jason Klom. Our theme song was composed and performed by Richard Levinson. Please visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, read our blogs, read our tweets, watch our videos, and read our books. Please subscribe on iTunes, and if you like us, give us a five-star rating and a nice review. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Comedy on Vinyl, Twitter at Comedy on Vinyl, and find everything else at ComedyOnVinyl.com.